Hey everybody, it's 2015, and according to Michael J. Fox, this is the year we get our hoverboards, everybody. Everybody, are you excited? Are you telling me this sucker's nuclear? That's right, Michael J., that's what I'm telling you. How's it going, everybody? How the hell are you all? Oh my god, Jim, where the hell have you been? I know, it's been a long time. It's been a I know. I apologize. Even though I don't owe you anything, we've already covered this. I have zero obligation to put these shows out. That's the beauty of it. Okay, I don't owe anyone anything. Especially you. Each and every one of you. James, that's no way to talk to your listeners. You know what? What do you know? What I know, James, is that you're selfish, you goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, James. You're excused. Oh boy. Wow, you are on a you are in a little mood today, aren't you? James, I just I just missed you as all. Oh. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me. Does it really, James? No, it means nothing to me. I didn't miss you one bit. Not one bit. You understand me? James, don't lie. I know. Deep down inside. You miss me, James. No. Deep down inside, I feel nothing for you. If you died right now, I would not even shed a tear. Oh my God, James. Deep down inside, you're going to feel the end of my penis. Oh! <laughs> Prove it. Oh my God, James, really? No! Go fuck yourself. Listen, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's because uh, I got a cold, everybody. A stupid goddamn cold. The one that has the phlegm all inside your vocal cords. Vocal cords. And when you try to talk, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You get, you get that phlegmy shit and you don't sound like yourself. And uh, I couldn't talk much. I really couldn't. Oh my God, James. I bet you were suffering not being able to hear yourself talk. You know what? This is what I'm talking about with you. This, this is what I'm talking about. The, the constant negativity and the constant bullshit from you. But James... I, I, shut up. But I know where it's coming from. You're, kinda, you're just kind of hurt, that's all. Because you missed me so much. Oh my God, James, don't make me gag. I'm going to make you gag, if you know what I mean. Oh my God, James, okay. No. Listen. Yeah, I had the cold for a couple weeks. It never really took me down at all. Uh, it was kind of like a bitch cold, but it took away my ability to ramble and <laughs> and talk and have diarrhea of the mouth. It, it stripped that from me. And then the holidays and then, the you know, busy with work and uh, overtime and blah, 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 blah. And here we are about three weeks later. All of you guys have been sending me a flood of email and messages demanding a new show. And you know what? I really, really feel good about that. You make me feel good about myself. It's really all about me, to be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I've been eating like a fat fuck and drinking like a fat fish. <sighs> I've, I've really been eating like a fat ass. Remember my whole thing when I was eating good? Eating well? Uh, salads? All that shit. Not eating too much fast food. That went all out the window for this uh, last two months. 
<laughs> oh, man. Thanksgiving, and then you got the leftover sandwiches, and you got uh, pies and cookies and cakes and all this shit people give you. And look, I'm only human. I can't deny it all. I might have strong willpower when it comes to certain things, but uh, after a while, you know, you just go, oh, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got it. I'm, I'm getting better about it again. I was happy to see 2014 go away. Once again, you've always you've heard me bitching about this for a while now. The worst year in my life. Oh my God, James, tell us what happened. You all know what happened. If you're a listener, you all know. I'm pretty sure you could put it together. If you're smart, you put it together. I mean, this isn't some kind of, there's no big clues and mysteries. If you actually paid attention, you know just what happened to me this last year. You know all about it. But that's behind me now. Almost. Almost behind me now. <sighs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I feel ashamed of myself for the way I've been eating and drinking. I'm losing my award-winning figure. And becoming uh, what looks to be a normal-sized American. <laughs> I'm on my way, everybody. No way. I have to. I have to bounce back. I have to do something about it. I've got to get off my fat ass and do some crunches. Maybe a couple laps around the park nearby. I'll just sit down and watch some more Sons of Anarchy on Netflix. That sounds like a better plan. All right, let's move on. Uh, oh, everybody, exciting news. We have some new friends. Oh, my God, James. How does that even happen? Did you meet them on Scruff, James? No. No. You should, James. You should check it out because there's a lot of nice people on Scrap, James. How do you know? I've just heard stories, James. Yeah. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Remember how uh, I told you the story uh, 15, 10, five shows ago, whatever it was, about how I took my kid to a birthday party and we didn't know anybody there. And it was just awkward meeting meeting new people. Leaving the leaving my front door, you know, I feel awkward immediately. <laughs> or that's what Lido and Peterson seem to think. I don't like leaving my place or I feel uncomfortable. Ah, yeah, sometimes that's the case. Yeah, anyways, so I told you about the, uh, the awkward situation of being around a bunch of strangers and you got to, you know, oh, hi, how are you? Small talk, blah, 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 bullshit, uncomfortableness, all that stuff. Once again, it happened to me, but this time it was around adults. That's right. Strangers. Strangers. Well, strangers to me. My wife invited me, or actually she made me go. <laughs> no, nah, she didn't make me. She asked me wanted to go to uh, her co-workers had a thing or her, her co-worker had a, had a something in her place. And she's like, you should come. You should meet them. I was like, ugh, I don't want to meet anybody. Come on, that's come on. So uh, I agreed after many, many times of her twisting my arm. But uh, so the whole plan was to go to this place, celebrate this guy's birthday, who I, who I don't know either, have some drinks, hang out, bullshit, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I was like, all right, we're going to show up. We're going to take the lift. Okay, we're not going to drive. I need to meet these people. If I'm going to have any chance at meeting these people 
and making somewhat of an impression and coming out of my shell, it's going to involve booze. And I'm going to be the responsible safe guy and I'm going to take the service known as Lyft. So I call Lyft. This is probably the third or fourth time I've used this service and I, I must say I stand by it. It is a wonderful service. It's worth it. Believe me, it is worth it. So uh, we call them up. They come to... I don't know if... Do you know what Lyft is? Sorry. I apologize if you are a retard or you're just not in the know. Lyft is uh, an app on your phone. You just press the damn button. It pops up. You, then you click, I'm requesting a ride. You click on that button and there's a car nearby. And they notify that car. Hey, this guy needs a ride. Go pick him up. Your phone has a GPS on it. Yeah, maybe you even... You throw in the address you're at to pick you up at. So they come and get you. It's awesome. They text you and letting you know that they're there. Meanwhile, you're inside your house having a drink. <laughs> Waiting, right? It's not even that long of a wait. Every time I've done it, they've been there within 15 minutes. It's not bad. So then uh, they pick you up. They take you where you want to go. And then as soon as you get dropped off, the transaction is completed all by your phone. You don't got to pay anything. It's all by your credit card that you already have in your, uh, your app. You can rate this person. You can see a photo of the person before they come and get you. If you think he's not that cute, you want a cuter boy to pick you up, then you just blow him off. Try to get a cuter guy, right? James, why, why, why are you looking at me, James? Oh, no reason. I just happened to look at you. Coincidence, maybe. <laughs> maybe. James, what are, you, what are you implying? Nothing. Anyway. This time, the dude that showed up was this old Indian man. This guy is uh, the word classy personified. Let me tell you something about this guy. He shows up in his classy Toyota Camry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a pretty new model. It looks fucking great. Inside, it looks all luxurious, right? Leather back seat. And uh, as soon as we come, he comes right up to me, shakes my hand. Good evening, sir. My name is blah, 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 whatever his name was. How are you? Nice to meet you. All this stuff. Hands us both a bottled water. Here you are, my friend. Here's a bottle of water. All right, thank you very much. We go inside the back seat. Put our booze in the trunk, and uh, he secures it. We get in the back seat. He gets in the front seat, presses a few buttons, turns around, hands us a candy, a chocolate candy. Not unlike the ones you'd find on your pillow, in a fancy hotel room. That's right. This guy was very charming. <laughs> so we start the ride. We're not going very far. But uh, oh, oh, real quick, I got to tell you. What I didn't realize, I ca- I, I'm kind of a retard. I've told you I'm a high-functioning retard, everybody. This is no surprise. When you set up your account on your app, they ask for a... You, can, you have the option of putting a picture in there. Now, I didn't think anything of this. I just put a goofy picture from my profile, and the picture I picked is the picture of the Joker from uh, The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, when he's in the, the hospital dressed up as a nurse with that wig, and he, uh, the, the first time that Two-Face Harvey Dent sees him in his room, he goes, hi. He does that face. That's the picture I've got on my, as my profile. What I didn't realize is that that picture pops up every time I request a ride from someone. <laughs> And I felt like a scumbag because this guy's like, oh, I saw your profile picture. And I like, I looked down and I could see his phone. It's on the, uh, it's on this little, 
stand on his dash. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, so we're driving. Now, you ever been in the situation where you're talking to someone that's way smarter than you are and you feel like a fucking idiot because you really can't relate because he's way more intelligent and the things he's talking about, it's like, oh, shug, I don't really know how to add to this conversation. I feel like an idiot. You know, he's talking about all these complex issues and all this other shit. So he's going on, he's going on and on. And I'm thinking, where the hell did this guy get off becoming a glorified taxi driver when he's obviously a highly educated person? But uh, I don't know. He said that uh, he lost his job and it's just something he's doing in the meantime. All right, I'm not judging the guy. But the point is, I felt like an idiot even more than usual. And the guy's going on and on talking to me and my wife, asking us questions and, and discussing this shit. I forgot what even it was, so don't ask me. I'm too dumb to remember that too. But I'm trying to think of things I can say because it gets quiet and he's the kind of guy you can tell wanted to talk. And I felt bad because I'm like, God, I should be talking to the guy. He's actually nice. I should make an attempt. I'm trying to think of something smart to say. And all, all that comes out was, because he says he's from India, right? So I'm like, oh, well, how long does it take to fly to India, sir? <laughs> oh, Christ. <sighs> oh, yeah? Oh, man. How, how is it over there? Oh, really? Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> anyway, what I learned about the Indian people, this is dot, not feather, by the way. Uh, I wasn't really, I don't really know too much about that culture. But he says that typically in the Indian culture, when a man marries a woman, they move in with his parents. You ever heard this before? It's a very common thing in India. You marry a woman and you move in with your parents. Maybe you're already living with your parents, I would imagine. She moves in with you guys and you all live together. And it's like a whole, it's a whole system you got going. So then you have the kids and you got built-in babysitters right there. And the whole family helps raise those kids. And, uh, you know, it's a big, they all help each other out. Which is cool because you're sharing rent. It's cool only if, I mean, you're, you're probably, ah, fuck, I don't want to say that either. I don't know if you're even going to get along with your parents most of the time. I think you get tired of being around them. But let's say you've got cool-ass parents, right? That's cool. You get Your mom gets to keep making dinner for you if, she, if she's a good cook. The only drawback is you can't, like, hang around and be naked with your wife or make loud noises while you're fucking. That's weird. You'll never be completely private. You know what? I would hate to live with my parents, to be honest with you. But I'm just thinking in the regards of uh, financial help and then, you know, help with the kids if you want to just take off. Like, yeah, watch the kids. Oh, we'll be back later. Built-in babysitters. There's a whole lot of perks, but I think way more downside to that. That sounds awful, to be honest. And I, so I asked them. The, see, this is the kind of topic that really got me into uh, discussing the matters with this fellow. All the other smart scientific shit he was talking about, I had, I had nothing to say about it. So uh, I was like, oh, what happens if uh, the woman doesn't get along with the parents? Oh, that happens. And uh, sometimes I'm doing a horrible Indian accent. Can I even do an Indian accent? Uh, thank you. Come again. Let's see. Hold on. I can say more than that. Oh, oh, it, hap it happens. Sometimes. No, I'm bad at that. I can't do it. 
<laughs> what do you talk? Oh, here we go. There you go. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Get out of here. Okay, so he's like, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, that happens. Sometimes they get divorced. And Nah, I'm bad at that. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Basically, he said that, uh, yeah, nowadays, if they're westernized and all that shit, it doesn't work out as much. And it's kind of going away. But I didn't know that about the Indian people, everybody. Family system. <sighs> Is that even remotely interesting? Let's just move on. Anyway, we get to the, the friend's place and instantly feel awkward because I don't know anybody. And uh, it's, I think there's a lost art in meeting people. People seem to not have any manners. You know, whatever happened to introducing people to the people that are there. Especially if you know that they don't know anyone at your place. You're supposed to go, hey, Sam, this is John. Wendy, this is Steve. This is uh, Bobby, Joe, um, uh, Irene, Luke, all those fucking people. This is my buddy Kevin. Whatever. You know, that's what you do. A little bit of icebreaker. You know what's even better? If you give them a little fun fact to break the ice even further. Hey, Steve, guess what? Uh, Josh here, he cheats on his wife like you. You guys should, should, you know, talk about that and discuss it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Run, run along. <laughs> so, uh, standing there, feeling weird. But, like I said, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as he started having a couple drinks and then they, uh, they had a hookah thing there. Started bullshitting. You started getting to know people. And then I wound up being great. And I wound up meeting some cool fucking people. Really cool people. Also a couple douchebags, but, uh. That, that comes to the territory, I'd imagine. And so, uh, anyway. Yeah, they turn out to be super cool. We wound up uh, hanging out with them a couple times after that. And they happened to come over for New Year's. That's right. We had a little New Year's get-together at my place. Super last second. All my wife's idea. It was uh, her friends from her work. And I said, all right, you go ahead and you have at it. Because I don't fucking care. I wasn't planning on leaving the house. Uh, I don't want to deal with babysitters, finding rides, worrying about that. I was like, fuck it. I'm just staying home. I'm done. Peterson had a thing. Uh, I didn't go. Because you know what? Peterson gets he gets one appearance from me per year, and that was already taken for the Halloween party he had. You know, I already, I already met my quota for leaving my house to go to a friend's party. That was all I got. That's all I had to do. That one, and I fulfilled my obligations to everybody. If anyone else invited me to something, I'm like, oh, sorry, I got Peterson's thing. I'm done. <laughs> Manifest and one party. That's all I do. Nah, come on. Give me a break. I didn't feel like going anywhere. New Year's is not a fun time to be out. So uh, I got room here for people to crash. So I said, ah, the hell with it. Let's do it. So we invite people over. I provided my patented, award-winning fan favorite six-layer bean dip. That's right. I don't include olives because I don't believe in olives. And you know what? Because I'm feeling extra generous, I'm going to give you my recipe right now. And you can make this yourself at home. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's goddamn delicious. It's not healthy at all. So uh, if that's your concern, forget about this right now. But you get like a two-quart glass dish thing. Yeah, you put two cans, Rosarita spicy jalapeno beans. 
Those are hard to find. But if you find them, you put those in there. Some people disagree with the toucan thing. They say it's too many beans. But uh, I say, go fuck yourself. It's called six-layer bean dip. Bean must be the predominant ingredient. <laughs> but uh, you can even find a 30-ounce can if you don't like those two extra ounces of beans. So yeah, two 16-ounce cans Rosarita spicy jalapeno beans followed by uh, guacamole. You can do your own homemade guacamole, but it takes a little long. And if you're just in a hurry, you can get two packages. They're eight ounces each. I forgot the brand name. It's some uh, blue package. It's in the store. I don't fucking know. Just get two packages of that. 16 ounces. You layer that on there. You get one of those frosting spreading things that you do for cakes. And you j- it's like a little spatula. And you just even it out. Next up, Newton sour cream. Not the whole thing. That's too much sour cream, everybody. You do it to taste. <laughs> Followed by uh, the, the Vons brand uh, medium salsa. Forgot the name of the salsa. I don't fucking know. But uh, you get that. Not the not the whole thing either. To taste a good layer. Followed by four cheese Mexican blend. Shredded cheese. <laughs> Eight ounces. Eight ounce bag. Followed by a, a bundle of green onions that you chop up yourself. Uh, the whole The whole bundle. Chop them all up and you sprinkle that on top. And there you have it, everybody. My award-winning recipe. You will knock everyone's socks off at your get-together. All right? You heard it here, folks. Now, when they, when they dip... Oh, and you get Santitas chips. They're cheap. They're a strong chip. They, they do break. But uh, the white corn is what I'm going to suggest. <laughs> And as soon as that person dips their chip into that dip and they go, oh my God, this is so delicious. I want you to say, the danger art told me to do this for you. That's right. Find them on iTunes. And thedangerhour.podbean.com. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, everyone scarf that shit down. I'm telling you, it's fucking delicious. I'm not exaggerating. Now, uh, I also invited my good friend, the furious Eddie Gears, and he showed up, does not disappoint. We had a great time. But uh, let me tell you this, when it came time to the countdown, we all go to the living room. Everyone's been drinking, everyone's having a good time. My wife puts on the TV. Now, she doesn't know what's going on. She just puts it on channel 11, right? Which is not the right channel to have it on for the countdown. We're watching this asshole pit bull on the TV doing some bullshit song he does, waving his fucking fist in the air like he always does. And we're waiting. We're all chatting and waiting. And we're waiting for the thing to go, all right, here we go. Ten. Nine, right? It never happens. My buddy Eddie Gears goes, hey, um, it's midnight. And I look down at my watch. It's like, what? And then on the TV, he's in the middle of a song. And they just blow confetti from the ceiling. And people start going crazy and kissing on the on the screen. And it's like we all we all missed it. It was fucking retarded. That was the worst New Year's countdown of all time. Because it wasn't even a countdown. Fuck you, Pitbull. You know why? It's because he's not even American. James, New Year's has nothing to do with being American. It's for the whole world, you asshole. It doesn't matter. 
Doesn't matter. Pitbull. Stupid. So we all uh we all kissed. Nah, I just kissed my wife. I gave my good friend Eddie Gears a hug. It was a warm embrace. And afterwards, a little bit later, him and I went outside for our special cigars. That's right, we became sophisticants. Oh my god, James. What's a sophisticant? I'm glad you asked. There are three key ingredients. Four ingredients to being a sophisticant. I will go through them again. Number one, you must have a cigar. Number two, you must have some sort of high-end whiskey. Whiskey. I'm not talking expensive as hell. In this case, we had Jameson. I'm not, okay, I'm just saying nothing cheap as fuck. You got to have something at least decent. Middle, mid-shelf and up. That's number two. Number three, it's got to be only men. Sorry, ladies. You're not allowed. Number four, some sort of event. Okay? New Year's is an event. That counts. Playoff game is an event. That counts. Party, baby shower, whatever the case may be. Four key ingredients. To achieve sophisticated status. There you go. The name of the cigars that I bought were called Evil. And they got a little picture, classy picture, not a cartoon or nothing, a classy picture of a dude holding machete. <laughs> and it was fucking good. But that night, it was so goddamn cold. All right, it was freezing. We all had our jackets on. We walked outside. We all lit up. We'll just mean Eddie Gears. Some of the dudes came out and had cigarettes. Another dude had some weed. And we're all out there smoking in our circle, bullshitting, laughing, and enjoying our, each other's company. But uh, the other two bitched out because they got too cold and they walked back in the house. But no, not the furious Eddie Gears and I. That's right. We are real men, ladies and gentlemen. We stayed out there and we finished our cigars. And it's got, you know, it, it's going to be about 45 to an hour, the cigars we had. That's how long we were out there in the freezing cold. I'm going to say it was negative eight degrees, maybe nine with a windshield factor of negative 30. And we're out there like men, smoking our cigars, discussing important issues regarding our lives, opinions, philosophies. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. But we came back in the house after our cigars were, uh, were spent, and I couldn't feel my hands. It was so goddamn cold outside. But overall, great new year. Way to, way to say go fuck yourself to 2014 and way to ring in 2015. All right, everybody. And with that, every year I usually do an end of the year show. I blew it this year because I got sick. So uh, I'm going to go through real quick my go fuck yourself 2014. Okay. Now, first, I cover a few things. Let me start by telling you 2014 in review, a year in review. 2014. The 2014th year of our Lord has come to an end. All right, so uh, here are the events that happened. It's really easy to sum up 2014. Now, I'm not talking about from my perspective, because you all know. <laughs> you all know, and I'm going to always repeat it every time someone says 2014, the worst fucking year of my life, hands down. Good riddance. But for the world... These events sum up basically the whole year. A plane got lost. A 
A black kid got killed. A white guy got off. Ebola freaked everybody out. People poured ice over their heads. Celebrities' nude photos got leaked. The U.S. made up with Cuba. And North Korea hacked the U.S. Sony and scared us all like little bitches. That's pretty much the whole year. Not much happened. All of that was pretty dumb. Nothing to remember. So let's just move on. 2015 is going to be better. (laughs) That sums it all up. All right, let's go to music, everybody. That's right. I will tell you the top selling iTunes song. According to iTunes, the top songs. This is going to tell you the state of mind of people in this time. When you look back on 2014, the worst year of my life, hands down, you're going to... uh, you're going to really know the general people, uh, you know, what kind of people there were. And you can judge them based on this, these 10 tracks are, that are the most popular. Now, to be honest with you, I always find this to be fun because I try to see how many songs I actually know out of this list. Because, come on, I don't follow the majority of uh, what people listen to because I'm better than everyone. No, because I don't like it. I'm an old fuck. I'm already cranky. I'm already old and and bitter and uh and <laughs> grouchy. I don't like the I don't I don't like this new music. I like my classic rock. So uh let's start with number 10. Rude by Magic. I have no fucking clue what song this is. Let me type it in on my fancy computer. Clicky clicky typey typey. Let's see how it sounds, everybody. Hold on. Hold on. I ain't gonna be so rude. Um, Maria, anyway. Nope, I know that song. No, I'm sorry. Denied. Next one. DJ Snake and Lil John. Oh, turn down for what? Turn down for what? Yeah, I know that one. Let's hear a little bit of it real quick. Turn down for what? <laughs> uh, hold on. Let's hear it. Uh, 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 hold on. Every fucking song does that. Every song does that. Now, I can see the appeal to the song. If you are uh, in a club in Vegas and you're trying to be a douchebag and use words like turned up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see how that song could be cool. But in normal life, no, I don't think so. Okay, next up, number eight. Uh-oh, let it go. Adina Menzel. This one goes... Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Something, some from Frozen, let it go. Right? Something like that. Okay, next up. Dude, that song just crushed everything. I'm surprised it's not number one. Every goddamn kid in the fucking, in probably the world, for sure the US, loves that song. Loves that movie. I'm surprised it's number eight. Wow. All right, 
Next up. Oh, I know this one. Number seven. All about that bass. <laughs> Peterson's favorite song of the year, everybody. It's all about that bass. Now, look, this song is about embracing the big girls, right? No, it's about, it's, it's got a good message. I'll give her that. And it's not that annoying until you've heard it the second time. Then it becomes annoying. <laughs> and the, the other 3,000 times after you've heard it, it's even more annoying. But uh, I can see how it's popular. But yeah, it's sending the message that you don't have to be a scrawny bag of bones, okay? You can have extra booty. And you can get those big thighs. And uh, it's okay. That's just fine. And it is. Just don't have too much. Don't have too much bass. <laughs> All right, ne- number six, Problem, featuring Iggy Azalea. And that's Ariana Grande. I don't even know this song for right now. Let's see. Let's see, everybody, if I know what it is. So far, I think I'm uh, four for... F- what is it? Hold on. So far, I knew all of them, but uh, I'm surprised. I know them all so far. Okay, here we go. One less, one less problem. I don't think I've ever heard the song before. Oh, I don't know that one. Look at me. I'm not hip. Number five. That chick looks kind of cute. Ariana Grande. Let's move on. Uh, Fancy featuring Charlie XCX. I don't even know what that is. I'm sorry. Hold on. I think I know this one. I think it's fucking annoying. I think it sounds like Gwen Stefani. I'm so fancy. Right? Is it that one? Hold on. Hold on. Buffering. Connecting. Come on. Come on. There we go. Yeah. fucking... Oh, it's annoying. Go fuck yourselves. That's number five. Number four. Talk Dirty featuring J- featuring two chains. Jason Derulo. Is that Talk Dirty to me? And the only reason I know these songs is because my wife listened to those fucking Kiss FM and all that bullshit when she's like, like um, washing dishes or whatever she's doing. She's got it playing out the goddamn stereo. Yeah, right, James. I'm sure you got that song on repeat. Oh, no. Yeah, I knew that one. God damn it. Uh, okay. Oh, here now we're talking, everybody. Number three, Katy Perry with Dark Horse featuring Juicy J. <laughs> Katy Perry. I think I do like this song, to be honest with you. I think I do. I think Katy Perry is, has some catchy tunes. Hold on. <laughs> that song gets cool, then it gets gay right there. Sorry. Uh, next one, All of Me, John Legend. I don't fucking like John Legend. He looks like a little boy. And he's too over the top for me. But uh, let's see. Another stupid song, All of Me. All of Me. I'm going to give you all of me, if you know what I'm saying. No, James, what are you implying? You know. Oh, you know. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Ah, it's all the same shit. 
And number one. Wow, I am very surprised that Taylor Swift is not on this list. I was looking for... I mean, I was uh, thinking I was going to be hearing one of her songs. <laughs> By the way, my wife will play uh, that Kiss FM bullshit and Taylor Swift will come on. I hate to admit it, guys. Goddamn girl has some catchy tunes. Fucking hate it. And the last one, number one. Number one song of 2014. Is Happy by Pharrell Williams. As I might become along if you feel like a roof, room without a roof. Which I don't know what that means. How do you feel like a room without a roof? What does that mean? Why would you clap along? What, you're getting rain all inside of you? All the shit's coming down on top of your head? And it's saying to clap along if you're ha- Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Is this song supposed to be sarcastic? Ah. Anyway. All right. Uh, once again, I already knew that I was going to hate most of that shit. And I did. <laughs> okay, let's move on to movies. That's right. The top movies of 2014. The worst year of my life, hands down. Let's start with number 13 because I like that number. Let's start with 15. Interstellar. Cool movie, although it made me feel really stupid uh, because I didn't understand all of it. <laughs> Number 14, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what a flaming piece of shit. $191 million. Go fuck yourself, Michael Bay, you son of a bitch. Number 13, 22 Jump Street. Have not seen it. Also, 191. Uh, number 12, Gojira. Gojira. Pretty cool movie. Uh, thought it was kind of cheesy at times, but overall, solid rental, if you ask me. 200 million. Number 11, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, 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 excuse me. Okay, movie. Decent, powerful scene involving Tobey Maguire. Uh, not <laughs> Tobey Maguire. What's that fuckface's name? The new guy. I don't know his name. Uh, Michael Richardson's. No, that's Kramer. <laughs> What's his name? Daniel Radcliffe. Michael. Johnny. Chris. The fuck's his name? Turpentine. Turpentine. Is it Jonathan Turpentine? Hold on. Fuck. Let me look it up real quick. Hold on. No, wait, it's Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that's it. Andrew Garfield. And uh, what's her name? And Emma Rose. Emma Stone. They, Jesus Christ, I'm losing my fucking mind. I usually know these people's names. They got a, a powerful scene in that movie. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to say, what? what What time is it? Anyway, number 10. Well, that one was $202 million. Number 10, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Caesar! That was pretty good. Something, I did hate things about it, but overall, good. 208. Uh, number nine, Big Hero 6. Good one. 214. I highly recommend that one. Uh, your kids will love it, and you'll get a kick out of it, too. Number eight. Uh-oh. One of my top three of the year, I'm going to say. X-Men Days of Future Past. $233 million. Good fucking movie. Good one. Uh, next one, number seven, The Hobbit. The Battle of the Five Armies. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. $236 million. Uh Am I getting burned out in the Hobbit movies? I think I did. 
Next up, number six, Maleficent. Uh, it's all right. $241 million. Number five, uh, Transformers. Uh, sorry, Age of Extinction. Uh, I didn't see that one either. I would not see that one. Hey, fucking Mark Wahlberg. Wait, no, he doesn't talk like that. He's a Boston guy. How do they talk? Uh, he's a robot. He turns into a car. He's a, First, he's a car. Then he's a robot. Now he's a car. No, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, that's $245 million. Number four, the Lego movie. That was a good one. Chris Pratt had a good year that year, last year. Woo. That dude burning it up. Uh, $257 million. Number three. Ooh. Top three. Also, my favorites of the year. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I'm telling you, this movie is fucking great. Fucking great. You have to see this one. It helps if you've seen the, the the first one. It does. But if not, this movie is, is a bad... If you don't like superhero movies, right? This is the movie to see because it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. It's so fucking good. So fucking good. $259 million. Number two. The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Eh, it's okay. It's all right. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff about it, but a lot of stupid bullshit about it. Uh, if you like these movies at all, you know. But it's setting up for the last one. But, uh, eh. 329 million. Jesus Christ. And the number one biggest movie of 2014, the worst year of my life, hands down, is Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> 333 million. Yeah. Great fucking movie also. If you like sci-fi, if you like action and adventure, if you like comedies, if you like goofy shit, you're going to love it. You will love it. Okay, uh, let's move on. The next thing about 2014, the worst year of my life, hands down, is going to be, uh-oh, let's end it on a negative note. Deaths. Let's see who died. Let's see who ate it in 2014. The worst year of my life ever. Okay, let's see. Starting in January, let me just flip through. I got a bunch of pictures here with a bunch of people. I don't know any of these ones. I don't know anybody. The uh, Oh, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Yep. 85. She's dead. Let's see. Who else do I know? Uh, no one else that's important. These are uh, the rest of the people don't matter. They don't. doesn't matter they died. Let's see. Nope. February. Let's see. So far. Oh, Harold Ramis. Yeah, I'm only going to be reporting about the people that meant something to me because the rest don't really matter in my head. They they uh they might have existed, but they really didn't matter. Their existence meant nothing to me. <laughs> Harold Ramis, Ramis, Harold Ramis, if you don't know, shame on you. He was uh Egon in the Ghostbusters. Never crossed the streams, Ray. That was him. 69 years old. Okay, let's go through the rest. Uh, nope, no one else is very important. Mm. Uh-oh. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That son of a bitch. Great fucking actor. That was sad, dude. 46 years old. Why is it sad, James? He was a drug addict. Oh, come on. Don't kick him out when he's down. I'm just poking fun at him, James. Oh, dude. Really? Because of the needle thing? Yes, James, that's pretty obvious. You explaining it kind of ruins the whole joke. I'm sorry. All right, fine. 
Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, I don't know any. I don't know any of these guys. It's, uh, sorry, I don't recognize you. You don't. You're not important to me. Ah, ah here's a guy, James Rebhorn, sixty-five. He was the guy who was in a lot of movies. You probably don't know him by the name, but if you've seen his face, uh, right away he's popping in my head from my childhood in Independence Day when he's like, there is no aliens in Area 51. And this guy goes, uh, Mr. President, that's not entirely accurate. That guy. So he's dead. Uh, who else we got here? David Brenner. That sounds familiar? I don't know, though. He's 78. He's dead. Who else? Uh, nope, don't know you guys. Oh, Bob Hoskins, who framed Roger Rabbit, 71 years old, gone. No, no more. That's it. Let's see. Uh, Reuben Hurricane Carter. I'm going to say that's who Denzel Washington played in the movie The Hurricane, which I did not see. 76 years old. Black guy. He's dead. Uh, let's see. Next up, oh shit, look who it is, a big piece of my fucking childhood, staring at me behind a black paint around his eyes, followed by neon green, neon pinks, and neon orange. The ultimate motherfucking warrior, James Hellwig, 54 years old. Yeah, damn it. Yes, this is when it was cool to like wrestling. Lito, I'm looking at you. Brandon, the red cunt. What do I call you? <laughs> red stain. Omega red. This is when wrestling was acceptable. Not now. It's all over. It has passed. This was the time. This guy was my favorite next to uh, Hulk Hogan, brother. But uh, let me read you one quote from The Ultimate Warrior. The family that I live for only breathes the air that smells of combat. <laughs> well, he's dead. Let's go on. Mickey Rooney, 93 years old. I don't really know too much about him. I just know the name and the face. Let's move on. Maya Angelou. Uh, I think she uh, wrote a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, she's dead. Uh, who else? H.R. Geiger. God, he's a scary looking dude. H.R. Geiger, if you don't know. Did uh, all the designs, I believe, for Alien movies? And a lot of the art that Tool uses? Am I, am I right? Did he design their album covers or something? I don't know. Creepy, crazy shit. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, yeah. You should check, you should check his, uh, his workout. H.R. Geiger. 74 years old. Let's see. Who's next? Uh, I don't recognize any of these other dudes. Bunch of old white people. Are dead women and men. Let's see. Hold on. Nope. No one else important. Oh, Tony Gwynn, 54. Uh oh. Next up, Casey Kasem, 82 years old. He's dead. Uh, he's probably a fucking wreck right now because he, I don't think they've even buried him yet because there's some kind of scandal with his family being all fucking creepy and weird about legal stuff and money. Oh, you can't handle. The family and the money. So what you do is you spend all your money and they can all go fuck themselves, right? Or you just give it to your kids equally. No fighting. That's what you do. Stupid people. Why do you ruin shit for, for your families? 
Yeah, I'm speaking for experience. Yeah, maybe it's even part of my shitty year. Yeah. Family. Pfft. Who needs it? Next up. James Garner, 86 years old. Is it uh, a little weird that I saw him die in the notebook and now he's really dead? I mean, what are the odds? Okay, let's move on. Tommy Ramone. The Ramones, everybody. I want to be sedated. Uh, 65 years old. And no one else important in this month. Let's move on. Okay, more old people. Old white guys. Oh, uh-oh. Richard Attenborough, 90 years old. You'll best remember him from the famous line, Welcome to Jurassic Park. Spare no expense. 90. Well, he's dead. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Don Pardo. That sounds f- f- vaguely familiar. 96 years old. NBC guy, I think. Uh-oh, Robin motherfucking Williams. Robin Williams. Probably the biggest shock of the year. God damn it. That was in August. Jesus Christ, already? It's been... And it seems like it was just a couple months ago, you know? But no, it's it's been a while. Okay, uh, it's been a while. Let's see. Who else? I think that's it, everybody. I think any, everyone else on this list doesn't really matter. They're not very important. I think that's it. Ah, oh, Joan Rivers. 81 years old. 81. I think she's it. A bunch of more old white people. Uh, let's see. Yep. That's October. Nope. No one else important. Nope. Oh, there's another black guy. More white people. Don't know who they are. Don't, uh, they don't matter to me, right? Let's keep moving. Ah, uh, here we go. Edward Herman, 71. He was the father on Richie Rich. <laughs> he's important, right? <laughs> well, he's dead. Money can't buy you everything, it turns out. Um, yeah, the last but not least, people that matter, that died last year, the worst year of my life. Is Joe Cocker. Do you know this name? You should. 70 years old. Joe motherfucking Cocker. Uh, I think I should play you a song because this dude was goddamn talented. If you don't recall the name, you don't know any of his music, let me just enlighten you right now. Little tribute. Fancy pants tribute to Mr. Joe Cocker. Fucking dude. One of the greatest voices in the history of rock, I'm going to say. Yeah. And uh, here we go. All right, Joe, take us away, buddy. What would you do if I sang out of tune? 
Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby, how I Say I'm gonna get Joe Cocker, 
little help from my friends. Look at that guy. What a great goddamn voice. Tremendous talent. All right. Just wanted to pay some respect. Uh, all right. We can move on now to 2015, everybody. Guess what happened so far this year? Two things. One is uh, it's only been... Let's see. What day is it today? It's the 14th of January. This happened last week. It was like a week in of 2015, and I already felt like a little bitch. Let me tell you why. Oh, my God, James. Nothing new. All right. I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy with my kids. The wife was at work. And uh, my daughter had never seen the whole thing. So she was getting a kick out of it. We're all watching it, enjoying ourselves. Here comes the scene. Spoiler alert, by the way. I'm sure you've all seen it already. If not, you can fast forward a few seconds. The scene with Groot, where he, uh, he grows his tree limbs all around the group of them to protect them when they're going to crash. All right? And he goes, we are Groot. Right? You know the scene. And, uh, the, and a rocket raccoon looks him in the eye. He's got the, he's got the teary eyes. And he goes, no, Groot. You'll die. And then he goes, we are Groot. Right? And then it's all touching. I'm fucking telling you, that shit made me cry in the theater. Now, I'm not talking full-on sobbing. I'm not talking tears running. I'm talking I got really misty-eyed, okay? I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm a real man. (laughs) I cried from a talking tree in a movie. Uh, So, you would think that I got it out of my system, right? But no. Here I am, a grown fucking man. I know it's coming. I've seen it before. No surprises. Here comes the scene again. I'm sitting there on my couch with my two, one kid on each side of me, holding them both in my arms. Blu-ray showing 10 feet away, 15 feet away, whatever it is. You would imagine I would not have this him effect, but no, here we go. Eyes all watery, feeling the emotions. My kid looks up at me, my daughter, and she looks me. She must have seen the, uh, the shininess from my eyeball of the water accumulating. She looks me in the eye. She goes, Daddy, are you crying? <laughs> she totally busted me. And uh, yeah, I totally went, no, there's something in my eye. Oh, my God, James. You used that old bullshit excuse. Oh, my God. Who's going to buy that, James? It's such a cliche. She's only seven. She hasn't heard it before. So, yeah, I thought it would work. But she goes, no, Daddy, you're crying. You're crying, aren't you, Daddy? (laughs) She busted me. Dude, I feel like such a fucking bitch. I'm telling you. And the movie kept going. And I think there's another sad part after that. And she she kept looking back at me to see if I was crying. (laughs) <laughs> so, 2015, a week in, already feeling like a bitch. Like a bitch! Other thing, 2015 already made me feel sad and angry. Oh my God, James. Is something wrong with Tom Selleck? No, Tom Selleck is alive and well. Oh, thank God. I got this letter from my daughter's school. Now, having a daughter... 
reading this letter really, really upset me. If you don't have a daughter, I'm not sure if you'll have the same effect on you. Now, I don't have the letter with me. Too bad I didn't have it. I could read it word for word. But it said, uh, you know, dear parents, recently a teenage girl in a nearby school district was abducted on a Saturday. Even It was a Saturday. It wasn't a school day. She was walking around alone in some area, and this fucking van just pulled up, grabbed her, put, it, put a thing over her head, pulled her in the van, and they took off. It said, <clears throat> it said that she was sexually abused. Dude, uh, the level of fucking anger that flowed through my veins when I read that. Just, just, just the thought of that happening to my kid, you know, or, you know, not even that. Just the thought that it happened so close to home. It's not on the news, you know, it's not in some movie or TV show. The fact that they're sending a letter home to warn parents because it happened close by. This is probably like seven miles away. Nevertheless, it's fucking gross. It's crazy. It made me, I was angry for like an hour solid. Just like, oh, I can't fucking, just the thought. Oh, and what I would do if I saw those assholes. And then they wound up, uh, she's, she's all right, I guess, you know, for whatever that means. Uh, they dropped her back off where they took her. But goddamn. Ugh. And it says, you know, talk to your kids. Uh, remind them about uh, if you see a stranger to uh, run away, find an adult or a police officer or whatever, teacher. Always travel in groups, the whole thing. It just makes you, it makes you re- just remember, oh, wait. You know, we are supremely advanced as a society, but there's still those pieces of shit out there on the streets. It's just a rude awakening. Just to, I mean, I live in a pretty safe area, I think. Doesn't mean anything, I guess. This shit can happen anywhere, but it's just disgusting, man, that it's that it's out there and just a reminder. Uh, I'm glad the I'm glad they sent the letters out. Just I mean, I talked to my my daughter about uh you know, just that there's, there's, most people are good, but there are some assholes out there and, and you can't be too careful. Make sure you're aware of your surroundings. I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, if I can do anything on this show, I know I'm a goofy asshole and I, and I talk a lot of shit and jokes and all that, but if you got a kid, you know, make sure, that, oh, and the worst thing is seeing little girls walking home from school. Cause I mean, I, what I do for a living, I'm out in the streets driving around a company vehicle and all that stuff. So I see it all the time. It's just ridiculous, man. You just uh, be extra careful if you got little kids, especially little girls. I think we might lose sight of that sometimes. Just uh, have talks with them, keep them informed to, to look out for what's around them. And it's fucking gross, dude. There's, there's sick bastards out there. I'm sure you all know that, but I mean, just to hit so close to home, it makes you really, really think about it. So there you go. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. All right, let's move on gonna start wrapping this shit up oh it's already been over an hour look at me rambling like a madman okay let's start uh, wrapping it up with a little something i like to call suicide soundtrack <laughs> i'm 
sorry. Still don't have a theme song. Suicide soundtrack, if you are unaware, it's uh, unfortunate. But if you're unaware, let me inform you. It's a segment in which people submit the way that they would kill themselves and what song they would play while they did it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, James, you have no possible idea what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking about Tom Selleck's mustache. Oh, my God, James, guilty as charged. I know. I'm talking about normal people. You're probably thinking, oh, this is morbid. I don't like this concept. Uh, Well, go fuck yourself for one. And number two, how about you have a little fun? Okay, this is not serious. It's all about fun and games. I know you're really not going to kill yourself. And if you if you are, please seek professional media attention. And uh, Danger Driver is not held responsible for any suicides here or there. Anyways, so you give me a little scenario. I read it on the air. I play your song. Everyone has a good time. So far, so good. And <laughs> today we're featuring a man by the name of Lorne Schmutz. Now, I don't think that's a real name, to be honest with you. It sounds a little made up. Lorne Schmutz? <laughs> if it is your real name, sir, thank you for your submission. This guy is from the Bold and Belligerent podcast. You can find them at... at B and B is that underscore? I'm sorry, I'm retarded, dude. Underscore podcast on the Twitters. Once again, at capital B, A N D, capital B, underscore podcast. Uh, that's on the Twitters. You can also find their podcasts at boldandbelligerent.podbean.com. Oh, a fellow podbeaner, look at them. And I'm sure you can find it on iTunes and all that nonsense. And it says here, Comedy podcast with four Vegas dudes. Yeah. So let me first play Lorne Schmutz. I like that name, by the way. I hope it is your real name, Lorne Schmutz. And, and if, if, if I knew you in my real life, I would always call you Lorne Schmutz. I'm sorry. Not Lorne. Maybe I call you Schmuck. Nah, that's probably played out. Everyone probably calls you that. Lorne Putz. Anyone call you that one? Lorne Putz. Nah, I would just call you Lorne Schmutz. Every time, because that, that would make me so happy. Hey, Lauren Schmutz, give me a beer. Lauren Schmutz, not that beer, the other beer. There you go, Lauren Schmutz. Thank you. All right, first I'll play this dude's song, then I'll get to his submission and read his email. But uh, I have to, I just got to put it out there. This is a great song. I, I uh, Danger approved. Bravo. Here we go. On away we go. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru in Lama Land, there's a one-man band and he'll toot his flute for you. Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue. Once I get you up there where the air is rarefied, we'll just slide star. Once I get you up there 
I get you up there where the air is rarefied. We'll just glide starry-eyed. Once I get you up there, I'll be holding you so near. You may hear angels cheer, cause we're together. Weather-wise, it's such a lovely day. You just say the words and we'll beat the birds down to Acapulco Bay. It's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly. Pack up, let's fly away. All right, look at that. What a good upbeat one, man. <laughs> you kill yourself to a fancy upbeat song. All right. Uh, okay, here's the email. Oh, by the way, that was Frank Sinatra with Come Fly With Me, if you didn't know. And here's the email. Hey, this is Lorne from the Bold and Belligerent Podcast. Just discovered your show. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much, sir. You are a gentleman. Probably a scholar. I'm just going to assume with a taste like that. You must be an outstanding individual. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Chance, move on. All right. Uh, I, would, I would take a lethal dose of heroin while listening to Frank Sinatra come fly with me. Wow, look at this guy. Lethal dose of heroin. How much is a lethal dose of heroin? I mean, you can take, uh, uh, let's see, on the, let me see in the movies that I've seen. They just shoot one whole syringe in their arm, right? So uh, do you get like a really big syringe? Or do you take like two? Or isn't if you take the first dose of heroin, you just kind of relax and you're in, you're in a... When you take the first dose, does it just instantly take you down? Or can you still function? Because I would assume, based on the movies, I don't know, the movies I saw, did they just let themselves relax? Or did they just instantly like, oh, I'm fucking... I'm on relax mode, bro. Or can you get that extra second and third shot in your arm if you wanted to? I don't know. This is out of my wheelhouse, fellas. Okay, let's see. Uh, I would take a boat out on Lake Mead. Now, yes, I told you I am a high-functioning retard, and I'm not very good with geography. So I looked this one up. Lake Mead is the largest reservoir in the United States in maximum water capacity. It is on the Colorado River about uh, 24 miles from the Strip 
southeast of Las Vegas, Nevada. In the states of Nevada and Arizona. Formed by the Hoover Dam. Lake Mead is... No, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, so yeah, these guys are close to Vegas, so I guess um, I guess that's that explains that. So, <clears throat> I would take a boat out on Lake Mead in the evening and park in the same cove, cove I did mushrooms once. I honestly can't see a circumstance in which I would want to end it all. But you never know. Hope that helps. <laughs> so let's recap, everybody. The dude would take a boat out in the evening time. Lake Mead. This is what's kind of weird about this whole scenario to me. Guy wants to be alone in the dark on a boat. I'm going to assume that it's a huge full moon so you can have some kind of light because what are you going to look at? And if you're taking a lethal dose of heroin, you're not going to have some kind of show? Just going to just fade away, I guess? I don't know. And the crazy thing, though, is you're alone. You're on a boat in the water, which I'm assuming is going to be pretty goddamn quiet. You're taking this drug that's going to just make you relax and just die. <laughs> and you're having this like upbeat, come fly with me. You're having that kind of song, which is somewhat ironic because uh, you're alone. And yet the lyrics are saying, come fly with me. Who are you talking to there, Lauren Schmutz? Who are you talking to? Huh? Or is it meant to be ironic? That because you're by yourself and you're saying, come fly with me. Or even, is it meant, because uh, I'm assuming you're going to keep this thing playing on repeat until someone finds you. Is it intended for the finder? Is that what it is? Is the guy, the person that finds you? Come fly with me like you're inviting him. Like, hey, why don't you kill yourself too, buddy? I'm waiting for you. Or maybe it's a girl. So many layers to this. Lauren Schmutz, you're a goddamn onion. I just keep peeling layers back. All right, Mr. Lauren Schmutz, I really appreciate your submission. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, everybody out there, if you uh, want to hear some more podcasts, you can check out the Bold and Belligerent podcast available on uh, Podbean and uh, whatever else I said before, iTunes, all that stuff. And uh, hey, Lauren Schmutz, tell your friends about Danger Hour, huh? Let's spread the word, everybody. Give me some more uh, suicide soundtrack scenarios. And uh, all right, let's start closing out the show. First and foremost, with a little segment I like to call, I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's, I fancy that. All right, fancy times, everybody. I fancy that is a segment in which uh, I I just uh, share some love for something nice and wonderful in my life and something that brings me joy and happiness. And today that happens to be Two things. The first one is, uh, and you're only going to, you know, Lauren Schmutz might appreciate this because of his whole uh, going on a boat and like me thing. That's kind of a nature adventure type thing. Are you like me and Lauren? Do you like nature? Does it get you off? No. So I like, uh, <laughs> when I go camping, every year we go camping, everybody, and it's called Manfest. And it's a bunch of dudes. We go out, we do manly stuff, eat like kings. Drink like fish and uh, do other stuff and play games and frolic and uh, prance around in the woods and all that stuff. So um, there are times and it's rare, very rare because you're, you're at a campground and there's people all over the place. But there, there's those rare times where you get to experience 
that moment of complete silence and serenity in nature. Now I'm talking no sounds, no man-made, no man-made sounds whatsoever. Just the wind blowing through the trees. You know, hopefully the birds shut up too. It's it's just really cool, really fucking cool to hear just the wind blowing through the trees and nothing else. It's such a great surreal moment because every day, all day, most of us are surrounded by just the white noise of life, right? All the cars driving by, uh, people in the background, just whatever's happening, machines, uh, sirens, helicopters, planes flying overhead, all that shit. So there are moments in the woods where you will realize because because you're used to hearing all that shit and then it makes you think about it like, holy crap, what's different here? Oh, that's right. There's nothing going on. And it's beautiful. No planes overhead. No people in the background. Nothing. You could just sit there and you appreciate the even hauntingly beautiful sound of nothing but the wind fucking beautiful dude beautiful i i happened to experience this uh last week it was overcast i think it might have been the day before the day after it rained i forgot but uh i had to be in some area i went to this apartment complex and it was just it was like eerily dead all right there was zero people around zero sounds and because it was cold there was no birds out and you just hear the wind blowing through those trees. And I just stood there for, I'm not kidding, a good minute and a half, two minutes. And if anybody was looking out the window at me, I look like a fucking weirdo just standing still looking at nothing. But I'm just standing there and just taking it in. Now, if you can find those moments, like myself, you are a lucky person. <laughs> and I fancy the shit out of that. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, try to obtain this moment. See how hard it is. And uh, hell, how about you go camping and experience it for yourself? All right, next up. The other thing I fancy is something from my childhood that has come back to me once again. When I was young, I watched a lot of fucking shows like you all probably did too. I was born in 83. I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up watching uh, all kinds of shit. You know, you know, I'm not going to go through all of it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. One of those shows was Pee-wee's Playhouse. Recently, Netflix has added Pee-wee's Playhouse to its vast library. And I put it on. Me and the kids were watching it together. This fucking show is so off the wall. I enjoy the hell out of it now. Okay. I enjoyed it as a kid. I enjoy the fuck out of it now. My kids at first didn't like it, but I just kept watching it and dude, it sucks you in. It's just so off. It's so fucking off the wall. Now I'm a young kid back when it was on, you know, it was, I just remember it being a goofy kid show, but watching it as an adult, it's so off the wall and fucking bizarre, but it's great. It's brilliant. You gotta watch it, man. You gotta give it a shot. And you know what? I 
<laughs> the other day, the whole family was together, and I go, we're going to watch a movie together. I put on Pee-wee's Big Adventure because, yep, they got that one in there too. That movie is so goddamn funny. Oh, man, it had me laughing my ass off, some of these things that, that was going on. If you want to... If you want to enjoy yourself, hopefully you got the same twisted sense of humor and you'll enjoy it the same way. But uh, I'm telling you, I, I highly recommend it. If you got kids, you got to put on Pee Wee's Playhouse and start watching that shit with them. <laughs> hey, Conky, what's the secret word of the day? Well, the secret word is danger. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So once again, that rare moment of silence you can get in, uh, in life where you hear nothing but nature and Pee Wee Herman. Look at that. Both of those things. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we All right, the fuck you moment is the opposite of fancy. I tell you, more shit that really bothers me, upsets me, makes me scream and yell, piss and whine, jump up and down, and get angry again. Get on my soapbox and spew out some more diarrhea of the mouth. All right, here we go. The fuck you moment this week. Oh, boy. These commercials during football. You know what I'm talking about if you watch football. No more. All right. This goddamn quarterback, Eli Manning, looks like a fucking retard, bona fide. He goes, no more, right? All these players tell you, no more, no more. And then at the end, stop violence against uh, domestic violence and all that shit, right? But the worst ones it's, are these commercials where the celebrities are fucking crying. And, and they're like, oh my God, hold on, hold on. Um, uh, Domestic violence is hard to talk about. Let's start the conversation. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> the worst one, though, is the Hillary Swank one. It's such bullshit. It makes me laugh. It doesn't pull my heartstrings. It doesn't make me raise concern or awareness for domestic abuse. It makes me laugh. I'm just thinking about Hillary Swank standing in front of the camera and they go, all right, Hillary, you're going to, today you're going to have to uh, really act sad. Like you can't talk about something. And, uh, you know, it's about violence, domestic violence. You really have to capture how uncomfortable you are with uh, bringing up the subject. <laughs> Action. I just, I, I just, I just can't do it right now. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a second. Really? Really? <laughs> You've seen the commercials, dude. I, I, I fucking hate them. Especially the Hillary Sink one. So uh, you commercials, go fuck yourself. Especially Hillary Swank. All right. And a uh, related note, the other one I want to say go fuck yourself to is uh, NFL referees and their continuous bullshit calls. Yeah. Yeah. It goes, uh, it goes in favor of teams that I wanted to win, but it also goes in favor of teams that I do not like and that wind up winning. It's not about the call, man. It's not about one call. One call is to win games. It's about everything. It's about a combination of things, okay? And you know, all right. 
I'm sick of these goddamn refs making these bullshit fucking calls. There was one, what was it? Uh, was it the Lions game? Is that what the one it was? Where they threw the flag for pass interference, which looked to me to be obvious pass interference. Then no. The guy went and picked it up, picked up the flag. Oh, there's no, there's no flag. <laughs> People were saying that uh, they were in uh, the Cowboys' pockets there. Yep. And Mr. Jerry Jones paid him off. You know, whatever. But uh, it, it was an obvious... There was some kind of scandal going on there, right? I'm just, I'm, just, I just had enough of it. I've had enough. These people need to, they need to fucking really observe their own calls. There needs to be another referee that's looking at the camera. It shouldn't be like, oh, they're challenging the play, they're challenging the call. There should be a dude watching all the replays and and uh, you know, giving his quick decision after every controversial play or there's any confusion the dude should just be up there uh nope nope obvious pass interference leave that one on the field you know what i mean stupid all right you know what? there should just be cameras all over the goddamn place there shouldn't even be any refs <laughs> there should be uh yeah never mind uh i'm over my head forget it all right so uh no more those commercials and these referees with these bullshit calls. Both of those things. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's going to do it for me, boys and girls. You know, this one, this one might have been a little bit weak, I think, if you ask me. If I'm trying to be honest with you, which I always am, by the way. I think it was a little weak. You know what? I, I, I take a month off, and my three years of experience, it all comes just fucking crashing down. You know what I mean? Ah, but go fuck yourself. So you don't have pain for this. I have no remorse. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. It's been a fantastic pleasure for you. And as always, I leave you with some exciting advice. And that simply is stay dangerous, my friends. Later. Later.